Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. I'm Matthew Bruni here with Shay Dixon. Um for the Bengal Tiger podcast. Uh, sorry, I'm a little disoriented. It is uh, the time zone thing really does throw you off. I'm glad I work in the same time zone as y'all. I don't I don't like this uh, having to figure out what time is it is for you, what time it is for me. It's, it's not fun. You're one time zone away. You're on I the know. East Coast. All I of our know. East Coast listeners, Maddie B is in Charleston at the Charleston Classic. He's having a, we're cutting this bright and early Friday because we've got a, the Maddie B Bowl. North Texas versus LSU in the losers bracket of the original, uh, the second round, I guess, of the Charleston Classic. Uh, hey, both teams played a very close game, but came out of the wrong end of it. Yeah, man. Whew, that was a fun day. Fun day. Uh, like you said, uh, North Texas loses a close one, and then uh, LSU loses a close one. But yeah, game is at 1130 uh, Eastern time, 1030 Central. So we're going to head back out there um, right after we're done with this podcast. But uh, this is a football podcast, LSU Georgia State on Saturday night in Death Valley, the last home game of the year, senior night. Um, obviously, this is like the, this is the non-conference game that all you know SEC teams have late in their schedule. And last year it was UAB. You know, I thought going into last year's game against UAB, wait, it was- not last, not last time game, A M. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Great home um, games from here on out. Yeah, two. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, last year this was uh, UAB and a game where LSU just controlled from start to finish. Georgia State six and four overall, three and four in the Sun Belt. Uh, did beat Marshall, but has lost three straight games to Georgia Southern, James Madison, and App State. Where do we want to start from LSU's perspective? What we want to see? Um, for me, this comes down to one person and one person only, and that is Jaden Daniels getting his numbers and i know that sounds selfish i know that sounds uh um i don't know what i don't know what the word is but selfish i guess is the word but for Jaden daniels uh from me but i just i needed him to get his numbers and continue his push for the heisman that's what it's going to be about right i mean you go out and win you want to track uh to finish nine and three regular season which gives you a potential back-to-back 10-win seasons, which Brian Kelly's talked about a lot recently. It's a very big deal to them. Uh, But that being said, yes, this is your final non-con game. You need to obviously go out. Jaden plays a half, three, you know, into the third quarter if they stay with their normal routine of what they've done when they've been up in big games. But, yes, I would expect uh, throwing it downfield and a lot of running for Jaden in this one because you want to stack up. He already leads the country in about every metric you can, including total yards. Um, but you want to continue to put some distance on Bonex and Penix. Yeah, that's – I'm interested to see how quickly they get up on Georgia State um, because at this point when they play inferior teams, I, I give a lot of credit to Brian Kelly. I give a lot of credit to Jane Daniels. I give a lot of credit to the leadership on this team and um, that they they know how to put games away early. 
Um, we've seen that time after time with the blowout wins they've had this year, um, especially, uh, you know, the Grambling State game, you could argue the first quarter was shaky. So, yes, but uh, I even after that, it, it got it was over very, very fast in the second quarter. So uh, this team typically does not play around with G5 teams, FCS teams. Uh, heck, Mississippi State and Auburn didn't really play around with them. So I don't have a concern about this lingering into the second half at all. If it did, would it be the worst thing in the world? You know, if if it took them a half to – if they were only up 28 to 14 to half or something, or if they were up 21 to 10 at halftime, would it be the worst thing in the world? No, but um, I just don't think that will happen. I think they'll be up four scores going to the second half. This is a team, to give some perspective in Georgia State, um, that just a couple of few weeks ago uh, beat ULL by three. And that UL, that Raging Cajuns team had Zion Chris at the time. This was before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won that game 20 to 17. And at the time, we're six and one. Uh, they've had a, a bit of a rough go now. Um, in that stretch, they got blown out by Georgia Southern, uh, crushed by James Madison, who's a top 20 team, and then crushed 42-14 again by App State the following week. So those were their past two games were playing two teams that aren't – look, James Madison's top 20, App State's always a tough out. They lost both those games 42-14. Yeah. Um, Some belt's tough. And the, and the Sun Belt is a tough conference. I will say uh, – just of note, because I think this is important late when you're playing teams is they are bull eligible already. So like they don't need this. They don't have to have like two more wins to get bull eligible and they're rolling everything out. They're already two, six wins. They play old dominion next week. They'll, that'll be a good game and they can get to seven wins. So I would imagine for LSU, the injury is, or the goal first off is injury free in and out, be good to go, win the game comfortably. Then, what can you do for Jaden Daniels? And then third, clean up the defense. Yes. Uh, we can flip it uh, to the other side of the ball because actually I'm looking up uh, – I looked up their um, EPA stats, so their advanced stats, uh, Georgia State's on CFB graphs, and offense ranks 52 in the country. Now, uh, they haven't played a P5 team uh, before uh, LSU, so this is all Sun Belt mixed in with Charlotte. Rhode I think they played – UConn and Marshall may like, so that'd be the tough. I don't even know. Don't, the non-conference is, is Marshall even in their conference. Is Marshall in their conference? Yes, Marshall. Like their conference games, I think their conference games have been really tough between Coastal, Troy, Marshall, uh, James Madison, like you said, and Georgia Southern. So like the conference schedule is tough, but their non-conference was Rhode Island, UConn, and Charlotte. Yeah, I was about to say, okay, Rhode Island. Who are these non-con teams? Okay, yeah, so they played the basically nobody. So that's where I'm saying is the advanced stats uh, do not take into account a strength schedule. But um, in these games, Georgia State ranks 52nd in offense, uh, 43rd uh, rushing EPA, and 58th passing EPA. So they've at least had success against uh, the lesser teams uh, that they've played for the most part. Obviously, lately they've hit a hit a stretch of um, tough uh, defenses or tough times on offense. But you know, like you said, I think the defense is is where you look at with this LSU team. I, you know, my final lines in the Army game was LSU or is going to hold Army to under 13 and a half points. That was right. It's just this defense typically, with how bad it is against good good offenses, they are really good against, you know, G5, bad offenses in the P5. I mean, this is 
a defense over the last two years under Matt House that at the very least, when they play a bad offense or a offense that can't really beat you in a variety of ways or doesn't have a really good quarterback, they can kind of just put the clamps on you. And so I, I do expect the defense to be fine in this one. Well, uh, here's, I guess, your debate point, or at least you can debate the uh, the books here. They've got the spread of this game above 30. It's 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the over-under above 70, which LSU sits a lot in the 60s in the over-under, and they often hit every single week. So that it doesn't sound a surprise right away, but do the math there. That's an expectation that LSU wins this game about 52 to 21. So much like I can't remember what other game it was, which game was it where they were expecting the other team to put up some points and they didn't really score at all on LSU. Maybe Auburn. I can't remember one recently in the past month. Well, what was the other night? Uh, Army, Grambling. um, And this would be it. Yeah, it was was one of those. It might have been Auburn. I mean, Army was, like I said, Army was my pick team total under 13 and a half. So that yeah, was it was Army. It was Army that they expected at least uh, two times. No, that's it. So yeah, Vegas is thinking LSU, even if they put up 52, that Georgia State can throw 21 on the board. Let's see. So are you taking under 21 team total here? Yes, yes, yes. I would. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find what the actual Vegas team total is now that you bring it up. Um, since I have not looked at it, but again, the defense. It's it's. In these games, I think Matt House, to his credit, does a good job of keeping things simple enough, which, you know, you could argue hurts them against good teams, but they keep it simple enough and they don't have to adjust. They can just kind of overwhelm teams. They don't, you know, have busts in the secondary against bad teams. Um, they're typically able to put games away. So I'm I'm really not too worried about um about that i'm trying to see what the team total is dang okay here we go uh, a team total for georgia state i can at least give you the uh the halves here um first I'm half at, eight and a half points second half ten and a half yeah i'm looking at over under 19 and a half minus 125 uh 20 and a half yeah 20 half is minus 130 okay yeah so i mean 19 and a half for georgia state team total I don't think LSU should give up 21 points, and I don't think they will give up 21 points. Again, I go back to the UAB game last year where I was actually kind of hesitant that UAB would run on North Texas, and Spencer Brown in the game with like 40 yards or something like that. It was it was a good performance from LSU's defense. So I, I'm not worried. Um, anything else? Uh, I think LSU's defense will be fine. I think LSU's offense will cruise. I know that sounds basic, generic, all that stuff, but we have a lot of games to – we have a sample set now of two years where LSU has put away the bad teams or at least the non good teams that they've played this year. And you could argue Arkansas, I guess at this point, but Arkansas had KJ Jefferson in an offense that was always going to give LSU problems to a degree. So I, I'm not, I'm not worried on either side of the ball going into this one. Um, no, I think that it, for me and most, I would imagine if you're tuning into this game at this point in the season, you're watching to see what Jaden Daniels can do and see what kind of numbers he puts up before he uh, heads to the bench. Yeah. Uh, last thing, um, any injury report update? Uh, I know Logan Diggs. Yeah, Logan Diggs not expected to play, but, you know, all of the big guys, Daniels, Neighbors, Thomas, uh, Mason Taylor, everybody that you've seen out there with the offense this year, they'll ride. It'll be Josh Williams again. It'll be probably Caleb Jackson, if not, you know, Noah Kane and 
um, the other running backs that uh, they've been able to turn to here in the past week without Logan Diggs. So I don't, that's not the end of the world for me that Diggs is out. And then defensively, I think it'll be Toviano again. We'll just, they're kind of rolling like they've been rolling the past couple of weeks there. So we'll see how that folds, uh, unfolds defensively. Um, this will probably be our best game time deal of the year. Uh, right now in the game time app, I've got it open. Uh, for those that don't know, the, uh, the game time app is a uh, best app. Provide tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be stressful. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all sports, music, comedy, theater near, near you, killer deals on last minute tickets, and the best price guarantee. Stop stressing over the tickets. Start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And every week I give you, look, they've got the flash deals, which will be like, here's our best deal and the best seat. It, uh, one of my favorite things I always say is the seat view, no matter where in Tiger Stadium you're clicking, it'll show you what your view of the field is and everybody around you. It's two clicks and you're in and out, done, purchased. Uh, the price you see is the price you get. They're not throwing on 100 fees at the end. Uh, if you find any tickets in the same section and row for less before, They'll credit you 110% of the difference. Fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. And right now, Maddie, I always like to people get people to lower bolt. You can sit in like, you can sit in the second row on the visitor side for $22. You can sit in the third row on the 50 for $32. Um, if you want to be kind of from the 10 to the end zone, second row, fourth row, $20, $23. Um, a lot of great uh, tickets available, especially if you want to nab them on the east side, which uh, this game is at night. So it won't really matter because the sun won't be out. Um, but that said, there's a million tickets available. If you get into the upper deck, there's some $2 tickets, some $6 tickets, some $3 tickets. But if you want to get down low, enjoy the action, see it from right there. You can do it for under 20 bucks. Um, let's see if I can get a... Uh, uh, never works when I turn it around, but you'll just have to believe me here. Uh, you will be uh, two rows up from um, about the 30-yard line on the visitor side for $19. So it's like you're on the, the field. if you want to get in and see LSU play you haven't yet this year, this will be your cheapest opportunity to do so. There you go. Shout out to game time. Yeah, uh, promo code TIGERS. Oh, yes. TIGERS, T-I-G-E-R-T-I-G-E-R-S. It uh, gets you 20 bucks off first purchase. Terms apply, but... Uh, yes, download the Game Time app. Promo code Tigers T I G E R S. All right, game balls. Uh, I, I do also want to sh- maybe a game ball prediction, but also if we we're interested to see another player or anything like that, I think we can kind of give them a shout out as well. But okay, um, I think we're ball. allowed to pick the same player for this one on offense. Okay, I mean, yes, Jaden Daniels is going to put up the numbers here. This you is, want now- Jaden Daniels to put up the numbers. To continue to warrant the Heisman hype. So, yes. Jay, Brian Kelly, your offensive game ball prediction? Yes. And Brian Kelly has, like like you said, he's, he's pushing for it. He's pushing for it now. So, this isn't like a situation where I think in the first half, the entire playbook will be open. And especially without Logan Diggs, if you have Josh Williams and Caleb Jackson, let's say, as your running backs, I, I think Jane Daniels is going to throw the ball a lot in the first half. And so, you give me 20 passes with Jane Daniels in the first half. <laughs> He's going to hit a couple big plays. They're going to have a lot of yards. Um, I think he ends the game with probably what? Let's see. Top of my head. 340 with four touchdowns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he is, let me give it to you really quickly. Um, where are you at here, Jaden? Uh, 918 rushing yards. So he's 82 away from 1,000, which would be the 3,000-1,000 club, which is rare. Um, and a lot of the six or seven guys who have done it are really, really elite quarterbacks. Uh, dual threat quarterbacks, obviously. So I bet I would... I would bet he hits that thousand this week. He can okay. run for eighty-two on Georgia State. No, he he could, he could. The question is, usually he against you know, usually he doesn't try to or run over you know, run for a hundred yards and, and blow out games. But I could see on the first couple possessions him pop in a 40, 50 yard run. So yeah, I think it'd be uh, nice to out. go into that AM week, that final week of the season where a lot of Heisman voters are starting to to warm up their pins and get ready to fill out the ballots. And he's already got over a thousand yards yeah. entering that week. So 82 yards rushing, I think would be a key stat for Jaden to hit. Um, and so you want to pick him? We're both picking him on offense. Yeah. We're both picking Jane Daniels on offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was asking if you, any other shout outs on, on offense or people you're interested in seeing just in general. Um, um you like Zaylin's herd coming back in at some point? Yeah, I mean, some herd. Look, they can't play DJ Chester again, or he'd have to lose a red shirt. He's at four games right mm, now. Interesting. They're in an odd spot with a lot of guys who, Kyle Jackson, one. some others who have hit four games. And if you want to keep a red shirt on them, you don't play them these next two weeks. And really, they're backup, so you don't have to. Um, so I'll give you one. Trey Holly. I, 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 I don't want to choose a freshman. Trey Holly. Uh, if they, I'd like to see. Okay. Actually, all the wide receivers, freshmen, have already redshirted. They've only played in two games, and they only have two games left. And bowls don't count anymore against eligibility. Yeah. So the only time we really saw the freshman was that grambling game. Um, I'd like to see Shelton Sampson. I want to see if he can get out there and do something because they did go to him in that other game in week two or whatever it was, and he dropped what would have been a pair of touchdown passes. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see a little Shelton Sampson if they get up big. Um, yeah, like I said, Trey Holly is my pick. There's no, oh, I like that pick. There you go. No other running backs. I mean, Noah Kane, you know, we'll get some, but Trey Holly, and he's already taken a red shirt as well. He can play in this game, he'll be fine. So, So. good picks there. Uh, defense, this one always requires a lot of thought. This one always requires thought here. Georgia State seems like a pretty balanced offense. This is this is interesting. I'm going to go Toviano here. Okay. If they're willing to throw it some, yeah. And we see, to, like, I'd like to see the freshman get tested. I want to see them throwing on him. I want to yeah. see what he looks like at corner. He's a great player. He's a very versatile player, but I'd like to see some downfield one on ones or him chasing guys across the middle. And what does he look like when throws are on the money and he's got to make a play? So, yeah, with a, ba- a bit of a balanced offense, if LSU gets up, they're going to have to gear towards throwing it. I'd like to see what Toviano can do at corner, and I'd expect him to get some 
extended run in this game. This is a he's already been starting the past two weeks. Now he's out there and saying, "Okay, we're playing a lesser competition. Let me see what I can do." Yeah, um, I I want to pick Mason Smith. I'm going to take Mason Smith. My main concern is on this defensive line, and I think Georgia State can dedicate a lot of attention to him. Uh, but Jordan Jefferson has been playing really well as well, so I don't think you can straight double um, Mason Smith. He's been I I still maintain he's looked better in the back half of the season than he did in the first half. Mason Smith can break through, get a couple TFLs. I think that'll warrant uh, a play of the game. You know, one guy, Cole Kublik, um, obviously the SEC Network played a line at Auburn, but knows the trench as well, and he gives his thoughts every week. And I think you and him are the only people I've seen that have said, A, Mason Smith gets better every week. People just aren't saying it. And that, B, Jordan Jefferson is probably LSU's most underrated defensive lineman. And he yeah. gives Jordan Je- – you, you as well, every podcast week, give Jordan Jeff- Jefferson a shout-out every week. He's like, people don't realize that this 99 dude plays really well for them. Dude, he was. I mean, y'all can go. I mean, my transfer analysis on Jordan Jefferson out of West Virginia, he he was. It was very clear he was a great athlete, could play well, and was ready for this level. So, shout out to Jordan Jefferson as well. Special teams. Oh, this can go in a variety of ways. Let's get bold. Um, Taylor Jackson redemption tour. Okay. He fumbled one last week. Then he didn't even get to go back in at running back in a game that LSU went up on big and they started playing Noah Kane. I bet that Caleb Jackson's itching to not fumble it and he'll have some chances. I don't know how many to return a kick in this one, but my guess is give him at least one Caleb Jackson that he gets past the 25, which he doesn't feel it goes to the 25. So give me one Caleb Jackson. I'm not not imagining Bramblett's punting a lot, and I don't think any Ramos kicks are going to matter in this game. Yeah, I'm going to mm, – it's either Clayton or Ramos for me. I just – Clayton, as much as I want to, you know, predict him maybe to get one punt return that pops or something, I'm going to stick with Damian Ramos. I think he hits a, a field goal or two, which for some people, hey, LSU has hit the over in every single game, right? The degenerates so out there. If, if we're, It might matter to some people. If we're trying to bet the over 72 here – Damian Ramos might need a field goal or two to get us there. Damian Ramos is going to deliver for, for everybody betting the over. I don't think yeah, I'm well, betting talked, the over. 72 is a lot of points. But We uh, talked about that last time. Are they comfortable putting over 70 on the board for an over-under yeah. uh, in the current you know, change of time rules and all of that? Yeah. We haven't seen a ton of 70-pluses, but they're rocking it this week. Over-under is uh, well above 70. So uh, give me Damian Ramos to help all of our uh, people who are blindly betting LSU overs. Help y'all out. All right. Prediction. Okay, I said that the spread was, what did I tell you? 31, 32? Yeah. And the over under is sitting at 72 and a half. Like I said, that would be about a 50. My bad math here would be like a 52-21 game. Something in that That's range right. is mm-hmm. what Vegas is predicting. I will um I'm going double over here. I'm going 55 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I do like the spread for LSU in this game. I just 32 points. They've again proven that LS LSU has proven game and game out against non uh good SEC teams or at least non-balanced SEC teams that that can get stops uh I think LSU 
should come Billy's prediction. I don't know if you've seen that. Billy's prediction is is up there. Um, so I don't know if I can get all the way there, but I'll go with sixty-two to thirteen. I I I think it's that much of a blow. I just think in the sixties. I did, you didn't see Billy's prediction? No, did he put oh. seventy something? <laughs> That's not even. Yeah. They only have like ten possessions. How he has, he, he has LSU. Uh, let's say almost covering the over by hitting the over by itself. So, ah, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Wild Bill is coming back out for this one. Swinging, swinging. Um, I feel State. yeah. I feel like sixty-two is gonna be a lot, but I'm you know seven touchdowns or, sheesh, no eight touchdowns and two field goals. Seems attainable ish. We'll see if, if they let Nussmeyer throw in the second half, then yeah, they'll hit it. But anyway, 55 17. Hell, they hit 60 at Army, right? So yeah. And in theory, Army, you know, run the ball more, but the defense just swarmed. So I'm not too worried. But yeah. All right. There are predictions. There's our preview. Uh, this is all about LSU. Uh, we'll be back after the game to, um, talk about it and uh, look ahead to A&M next week, 11 a.m. kickoff uh, on Saturday, November 25th after Thanksgiving. That's the game that really matters. And that's the game that you need to win. So we will talk about that game um, in abundance over the next week, but everybody enjoy their weekend. Um, have a fun weekend in uh, in uh, Baton Rouge and uh, we'll see how LSU does, but yeah, for Shea Dixon, I'm Matthew Bruni. You got anything else? Matty B, enjoy the, the Bruni Bowl, North Texas yeah. LSU coming in hot here. Yes, we'll do. We'll do. Got to hit the road. But, yeah, thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you all later. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.